All right, everybody, welcome back to Casual Sports Fans. We're going to be going back to our roots a little bit today. We just recorded our weekly sports review. Make sure you go check that out. Um, but we're going to be going back to our roots. We're going to be talking fantasy football a little bit. For those of you who don't know, we started as fantasy football um, as a fantasy football show and then moved on to uh, bigger and better things. We're having so much fun with it. But the guidelines for this fantasy football video are going to be who to target in each round, one through six of your fantasy football draft. We might go a little longer depending on how much time we go, but we're going to give you secrets to win your fantasy football league, or they will. I'm just kind of talking about Packers players. We'll have a good time. As always, I'm Ben Gutowski, accompanied here by Evan Berger and Andrew Bartle. Without further ado, let's roll the intro. So we're going to be talking about what players to take in what round of the draft. We have some specific guidelines. Andrew, would you like to explain? So the guidelines is that we're looking at the Fantasy Pros consensus rankings. We're not looking at the ADP because there's some crazy things like Najee Harris in the third round. And frankly, there's not enough data to build a proper ADP. So we're going off the consensus rankings on the Fantasy Pros website. And we're each picking one player and overall rankings of any position, 1 through 12. And we're each picking one player. And also, we're going to try to be picking different players as well. So even though McCaffrey is the clear number one overall pick in this year's draft and who I am taking in the first round as much as I possibly can, basically just praying that I get the first overall pick. We're going to talk about some other players as well. So Evan, who are you taking in the first round? Who are you targeting? I mean, a player that I'm targeting a lot in first round is Ezekiel Elliott. A lot of people are looking at last season. They're like, oh, he had a bad season. He's washed. Tony Pollard's going to all the carries. And that is just straight up not the truth. Last year, he was the RB9 in fantasy while only playing 14 games and put up pretty solid numbers in a horrific Cowboys offense headed by Andy Dalton. And throughout the last four or five years, Zeke has been the most consistent fantasy player in fantasy football, putting up top five fantasy numbers I think four or five straight years, he's one of those guys that you can get anywhere from picks like six to even 10 or 11 that will be a guy that might not exactly win you a fantasy league, but with the value you're getting, he's one of the, I think, pretty safe pick and a pick that's going to land you with a top four or five running back much later than where you're picking them. Yeah, I mean, he's on one of the highest scoring offenses in the league, and someone needs to score the touchdowns when they're in the red zone and they're not passing the ball. I think Ezekiel Elliott is a great safe pick for the first round. All right, I'm going to go with Devontae Adams. And here's why wow. I have actual, I have actual <laughs> reasoning for this, besides the fact that I'm just a bad reason. I mean, I'm not, yeah, it's good Everyone who's saying Aaron Rodgers is not going to be back, with all due respect, has no clue what they're talking about. This is like all this quarterback stuff in the NFL offseason is all spoken news, and he will be back. He will be playing, frankly, because he doesn't have another choice. Like They're not going to trade him, and I think he will be playing. And when he's playing, Devontae Adams, as we've noticed, been pretty good fantasy football. I mean, right? I mean, I'd say pretty good. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, he's okay. Oh, also, just to be clear, when we're taking these rankings, we're looking at half PPR rankings. Just to be very clear. Because Devontae Adams is better in PPR than in standard. But he's the number one receiver either way. Alrighty, so Devontae Adams is who I'm going to go with. You could also lean towards, like, Saquon Barkley. He got hurt. He was playing pretty good, right, if I remember. But, like, I mean, he didn't play last his year. Skill set is, one game his skill set like is so un- yards or something. His skill set is, like, so unreal. And he... He's the best running back prospect of all time, and the Giants have made some significant strides to like add depth to their offense to the point where, hey, they don't only have the game plan to stop this dude, and then Daniel Jones will just give them the ball every time. Like, no, this Giants offense is much improved from the last season. I think Saquon Barkley is someone you can look at and be like, hey, 
he could have a really great year because not all the focus is on him. His usage will probably be down a little bit, but I think that'll be a good thing in terms of him scoring touchdowns and staying healthy so he doesn't get hurt like he has both of the previous two years. Yeah, the knock against Saquon Barkley, the main two ones, is one, there's a previous report recently that he didn't look 100% healthy. So we don't know if he's going to be 100% full go going to week one, but we'll also learn a lot, a lot more throughout training camp. And then the second one is Daniel Jones is his quarterback, who is the worst starting quarterback in the league at this point. Well, Andy Dalton until Justin Fields takes over. So for the second round, I'm going with a really cheap pick because he's the number 13th pick and his ADP is probably in the first round, but I'm going with Travis Kelsey. Oh, just to remind you, just to remind the viewer, just to remind the viewer that if you see Travis Kelsey, somehow reach the second round. That means that you are playing with idiots, and don't be afraid to tell them that. Travis Kelsey has been the number one fantasy football tight end for five years in a row. He has nothing to prevent that. He still has the same quarterback, still the same offense, still the same head coach. He hasn't gotten hurt since 20... is better because Mahomes actually has protection now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He hasn't gotten hurt since 2013, which was his rookie year where he missed like half the year for something. People try to bring up maybe his age and he'll have a decline, but tight ends are known to mature as they get as they gain with age because the only proper rookie tight end that's been productive in fantasy football is Rob Gronkowski in 2011. People know that tight ends last for a while. Tony Gonzalez even when he was old and on the Falcons was still fantasy productive. So it just goes to show that maturing for the tight end isn't an issue and I know it's a cheap pick but it's just a reminder that he's a worthy pick even in the late first round but if you somehow see him in the second round take him. I mean, without the depth at tight ends this year, Kelsey's a huge pick. I was kind of hoping Andrew would take one of my two options. I mean, I know we're taking one option. I have to bring up two guys, two guys, two running backs that I love in this range, and you'll be able to get um, one of these guys in the early second, one of the guys maybe later second, is Austin Eckler and Najee Harris. I think the volume that both these guys are going to get is huge. Austin Eckler in the receiving game is going to get huge volume. He's in offense that is going to be very good this year with Justin Herbert and their weapons around him. And I think Eckler has lots of upside, especially in PPR leagues, to be a top five fantasy running back. And I'm not doubting he will be a top five fantasy running back looking at what he's got. And then the second guy, I'm sorry, I got to bring up two guys, is Najee Harris. I think Najee Harris is, if you're talking about volume, he's going to get it. Because who else is a quality running back on that team? Benny no Snell. Way. I mean, all these guys ben pretty much has suck. like 50 pass attempts per game. That's the he, has a, he has 50 pass attempts per game, but Najee Harris is going to be very good because this is also an offense where there has been performing fantasy running backs, including Le'Veon Bell and the majority of his backups. And it's not just that. Najee Harris was a very, very great running back at Alabama. And a lot of people forget probably his best aspect is his receiving game. He was one of the better receiving backs in college football, arguably the top one. So in PPR formats, I'd even move him up a teeny bit. One thing I want to note really quick is that Austin Eckler is heavily dependent on your league scoring. So for example, in half-point PPR, the consensus ADP has him at 16th overall versus he jumps to 10th overall in just full-point PPR. So (laughs) it just goes to show, know your scoring. All right, well, I am going to take... I just saw him and I forgot who it was. Wait. Oh, yeah. That's first round. Back. No. Get picking. <laughs> I am going to take Michael Thomas of the New Orleans Saints. Solely because, like, especially, like, they're talking nowhere scoring. He's going to be way better in PPR than anything else. But, like, this is a dude who New Orleans runs the offense through him, especially with Drew Brees being gone. I guess there's a little more, like, deep touchdown potential, even though that's not how he is. But, like, let's not forget who Michael Thomas is. He battled injuries all of last year. He was the number one fantasy receiver by a long shot in 2019. Like, he was great. 
They run the offense through him. He was hurt. He played hobbled through injury in the playoffs in, like, the back half of the season, and that's probably why it wasn't as good. I'd say playing injured in football is easily the hardest sport to play injured in. Um, but, like, let's not forget who Michael Thomas is. This dude is legit. He is a top-five receiver in football when fully healthy, and let's make sure that we don't let him slide too far in these fantasy drafts. Okay, looking at the third round, uh, there are two tight ends that I think should be discussed. Hopefully one of you brings them up. But since I already picked a tight end in the last round, I'm going to go with running back Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Currently, in half PBR's ADP is 26th overall. Here's the deal with him. He had very few touchdowns last year. He's going to regress towards the mean. And by the way, regression towards the mean doesn't mean going lower it just means going towards the average and based on the amount of carries that he has and based on the high volume high scoring offense that he is the touchdowns that he's expected to see is much higher than what he got last year meaning that just by playing the game and having the reps and being on the field he should see an uptick in touchdowns which alone will help his value and he and the reason why he has this low of adp is because people are drafting him like sixth overall and people are getting disappointed since he didn't produce the value that a person being drafted at sixth overall should have, which is true. And when you have that bad of an experience with a player drafting him so high and then producing so low, you get butthurt about him. But at the end of the day, he's in the RB dead zone in the third round. Third, fourth, fifth, sixth, that's an RB dead zone. RBs produce at way lower than their ADP in this area, generally, than other parts of the draft. And there's a drop off in production. And he is the one running back in this area where I'm genuinely just like any format, you can take him. High yeah. scoring offense, guys. I That's can't important. help to agree with Andrew on this one because of the production he should see, especially in the passing game. And a lot of people for, for a lot of people forget that even though he was drafted that high in fantasy drafts, he was a rookie last year. So he should progress this year, and he should progress like Andrew said, more touchdowns. So the guy I'm going to bring up. I mean, I didn't think I was going to bring up a Bears player, but the fact that Allen Robinson is wide receiver 11, the expert consensus just shows the value that he always is coming into fantasy drafts. Because last year, he was the wide receiver 9, a very consistent option, who had 12,250 receiving yards and six touchdowns, which should, going up, which should go up looking at his stats from other years. And also, at some point in the season, in my opinion, it'll be week four, we're going to get Justin Fields. And even Andy Dalton is probably an upgrade over Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles. So I think Alan Robinson, a very safe wide receiver option. If you do the first, second rounds right, get two good running backs. Alan Robinson's a very solid wide receiver one to take. I like Robinson because even though I'm a Packers fan, I respect how he can put up consistent good fantasy production despite his terrible quarterbacks. And Justin Fields will take over at some point, meaning that his production is pretty much guaranteed to go up just by Justin Fields taking the field. That's right. it. I also have two guys. I can't believe one of them is even this low. Uh, Patrick Mahomes somehow it says at 27. Did you talk about him at all? No. I'm no, I'm not, I, was, I didn't want to. Because we don't want to target quarterbacks. I'm not taking Mahomes at 27. You can talk about him. Mahomes is the exception. <laughs> and I think I think that's that's the only way to put it. Like he can put up sixty points on any given week, and he's in the most explosive offense in the NFL. Another player who I saw down there is a Taylor, uh, not Taylor Heineke, Terry McLaurin. Taylor, <laughs> that's Heineke, a good one. Taylor, Taylor, Heineke, Taylor McLaurin is very good. Except for Taylor Heineke is his like new 
is the new quarterback there. Who else did they bring in? They brought it's someone Fitzpatrick. Else. Fitzpatrick is going to be the number Fitzmagic. one. Fitzmagic, I think both of them are better than Dwayne Haskins. And Heineke played great when he played. So, I mean, the quarterback production from there should go up a little bit, which means the receiver production should go up a little bit. Terry McLaurin is legit. He has potential to be a top 10 receiver in every aspect of football. He's potential, I'd say, to even slide into, like, the top six or seven. So... Terry McLaurin, Patrick Mahomes can't go wrong with either. No, I, I want to bring up something about uh, Patrick Mahomes. I know you're going to take uh, it, but I'm going to take it really quick. If you look at the points per game for quarterbacks of last year, number one was Zach Prescott. He only played five games, though. Number two is Marcus Mariota, somehow, but he played one game, so we're going to ignore Very that. Good game. So then it starts at Patrick Mahomes with 25.4 points per game. And then it's Josh Allen, Kyler Murray, Aaron Rodgers. But then listen to this. So Patrick Mahomes is 25.4. Then it's 25.3. Then it's 24.4. Then it's 24.2. No, this is points per game. This is accounting for the fact that he did get hurt. If you look at the total points, Patrick Mahomes is lower than both Josh Allen and Kyler Murray and Aaron Rodgers. This is just points per game. So, yes, he was number one, but it was such a small margin that you could get a safe receiver like Allen Robinson or Terry McLaurin or, who we didn't talk about, the tight ends, George Kittle and Darren Waller, both excellent picks in the third round because you're getting an elite tight end that is way better than everyone else. It's just much better value than picking Patrick Mahomes in the third round, who you know is going to be good. It is going to be good. Mahomes' production last year was also worse than his first two years. So, I mean... I mean, even the the year before Patrick Mahomes wasn't the quarterback. If you're betting on on him to throw 50 touchdowns, Touchdowns for five thousand yards. Better on him to be in the MVP race at a bare minimum. But what does that mean for okay. fantasy football? The what difference between like the quarterback one and the quarterback ten in fantasy football in a week to week basis is maybe three to four points on average, which isn't that much of a difference when looking at having a top wide receiver, especially a top running back. And like Andrew's talking about a top tight end, the difference between Kittle it's less and than Waller four points. Like let's between say the one in the ten last year was less also, than four points per like, game. Like you can get. Good quarterbacks late. We'll probably talk about some of those guys. But late for tight ends, you're looking at, like, a Mike Gesicki. You're looking at some solid upside options, but you're not looking at a consistent option. While with quarterback, you can get a guy as a late QB1, and he'll put up two less points per game than Patrick Mahomes. As Mahomes puts 90 on your head six weeks from now, I want you to... Okay, but the difference between the number one wide receiver and the number 10 wide receiver, and yes, Devontae Adams was really good, so let's take him out. He's just an outlier. The difference between the number two wide receiver and the number 10 wide receiver was still more than five points per game. And half PPR. We'll talk about this six weeks from now. I mean, All I'm saying is the drop-off at wide receiver isn't terrible. I'm not even bringing up running back. Running back, then points per game. If you take the number one guy, okay, let's take out Christian McCaffrey just because he got hurt. And let's take out Antonio Williams, who I guess had one really good game. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Miles Gaskin, 14.4 points per game. Number one, 22.6. There's just a bigger difference. At quarterback, it's four points per game. At running back, it's a lot more than that. Okay, round four. My guy that I'm going to be taking, that I'm targeting, is the safe pick. Evan was going to take this guy, so I'm going to... I have seven Okay. You you are, so you're going to have to go with Miles Gaskin now, but I'm going with Robert Woods because he is the safest option in all of fantasy football at the wide receiver position in terms of the value that you're picking (laughs) him at. Matthew Stafford is there now. You should see an uptick in his production. This guy doesn't really get hurt. He gets a consistent amount of receptions every single game. So especially for your half PPR leagues, PPR leagues, he's great. I had him in a half PPR league last year. Very good. He's just good, and he's consistent. And, like, that's just what you want from a guy. He's also consistent week to week. He doesn't need a touchdown to score a lot of points that week. And the fact that you're getting him in the fourth round 
42 overall. Yeah, you're getting him, what, mid-fourth round? That's great value. He's the safe pick. You have plenty of risky picks you can take. Just take Robert Woods. Also, one thing that's crazy that Andrew didn't bring up is that Matthew Stafford is now the quarterback. It's not Jared Goff. It's Matthew Stafford. Matthew and Robert Stafford, Woods who's last good. year was the wide receiver 13 in all of fantasy, and that was not off touchdowns. He only had six touchdowns. And he had lots of receiving yards, lots of catches. With Matthew Stafford, this offense will be much, much better. And I think it's pretty safe to say that Robert Woods will be a low wide receiver one this That's year. That's great. Um, I guess Andrew kind of predicted who I was going to say. Um, I'm it's okay. Gonna, I think Miles Gaskin has to be another guy that's great value. Because when you're looking at wide receiver, running backs, not wide receivers long. in this range, you don't see that much guys that are going to get high volume and have produced before. And Miles Gaskins is a guy that did. A lot of people thought the Dolphins were going to go um, running back in the draft, and they didn't. And they didn't get a crazy good running back in free agency. They only got Malcolm Brown. I don't think he'll steal that many carries. So I think that Miles Gaskin is going to be a guy that's going to put up good numbers as we saw last year. He was pretty solid on a points-per-game basis. And he did that with only okay volume. And going to his, um, going into his like really third, pretty much second year in the league, I think Gaskin is going to be a very, very safe option in the fourth round if you're looking running back and don't have to already. I'm going to go with DJ Moore um, for the sole reason of, like, there's no one else in Carolina outside Robbie of CMC. I mean, yeah. I mean, Robbie I Anderson, like DJ Moore, but not for that reason. Robbie, I Ander- with that. Robbie Anderson had a good year from, like, receiving yards, but, like, touchdowns. Like, like, Darnold, it's, him, it's him and CMC. So, I think, like, he's going to be getting, obviously, CMC will be getting the majority of the points coming out of that offense. But then Robbie, but not Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore will be there right behind him. So, I think DJ Moore is a pretty safe pick, um, pretty safe floor coming from that Carolina offense. All right, going into the fifth round, it's tempting to start talking about the quarterbacks since all Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, and Dak Prescott are being ranked here by the experts on the back half of the fifth round, which is about what their value is and where they probably should go. I actually agree with this. But I'm going to go with Cooper Cup and not to be redundant and talk about Rams wide receivers. I'm just talking about if you missed out on Robert Woods in the fourth and you want a piece of the Rams offense and you didn't get maybe Cam Akers from earlier, it's a good idea to pick up Cooper Cup. He's being drafted low because he's been struggling last year but he also had Jared Goff and listen it's just him and Robert Woods I get that there's Van Jefferson there but at the end of the day Cooper Cup is still young he was drafted in what 2017 he has shown he has shown us that he can be a good fantasy football wide receiver and with Matthew Stafford at the helm I mean his production is seems pretty good for a fifth round pick to be fair it's 50th overall so it's barely into the fifth round but it's just someone to think about if you miss out on Robert Woods in the fourth yeah, and also looking at the wide receivers around him, Deontay Johnson, um, Kenny Galli, those guys I don't think will put up numbers pretty similar to Cooper Cup. I think he's a good option value. Did you say Deontay Johnson? Deontay oh, Johnson oh, is around that range. Okay, I was I thought you were talking about like on the lines. I was like, oh yeah, Kenny Galli was on the lines with Matthew Stafford. Deontay Johnson. <laughs> no, I so, okay. I was so but also, um, I think you guys might be a bit tired of me of talking about, about running backs with volume, but... The fact that Mike Davis is 49th right now, I think that there's lots of value there. And like I said, a lot of the running backs around him are off a are off a cliff. I mean, they're guys that are not going to get volume. They're going to be splitting carries. They're in uh, a backfield where they're going to be three guys getting around the same. But Mike Davis, last year was running back 12. You can say it's just that Panthers offense. But also this year, who's there to stop him? An undrafted running back in Hawkins? Like, there's nowhere else Brian there that's going to really steal anything from him. I think Mike Davis just a really solid value right there in the fourth. I mean, look, there's not a lot of passing options there. There's Kyle Pitts and there's Calvin Ridley. Who's to say that Russell Gage and Zacchaeus are going to all of a sudden put up this 
great receiving campaign. I mean, Mike Davis could catch some passes out of the backfield. He could be. He could. He is set up for the volume, but so was Gurley last year. But you know, it's hard. It's tough. Who are you picking in the fifth? I'm gonna go with Mark Andrews solely because like this is kind of the final stand for like good tight ends. You know what I mean? Waller will be gone. Kittle will go. Kelsey will probably be gone, right? Like so, you can obviously yeah, Kelsey like, will definitely be gone. So, like, I'd say. So like you can you can snag like obviously a guy who you think will do good in the later rounds of this draft. But like if you want a safe floor tight end who is a safe connection with Lamar Jackson, he scores a lot of touchdowns for the Ravens in the red zone. Lamar is always looking for him, so I think he is like the final like safe floor of tight ends and if that's something you want you should definitely consider picking this guy oh no that is for sure and another thing i should add he is better in standard than in ppr the i had uh mark andrews two years ago in a double ppr league and it was a struggle having him sometimes since his floor week to week was going to be very low but in standard the floor doesn't matter since everyone has a low floor because receptions don't mean anything but he has a lot of weeks where he has multiple touchdowns and it's just great to see that connection with Lamar Jackson grow and it, I think they'll want to throw the ball more this year because their scheme was kind of figured out I think Mark Andrews is a good pick but just beware of where you're drafting him based on your scoring all right and the sixth round which may be the final round that we're doing I'm not sure this is kind of a I'll take Jamar Chase from the Cincinnati Bengals I want a piece of that offense. And at the end of the day, I'm going to take the young guy coming in who played with Joe Burrow in college. I mean, it was very clear that they could have drafted O-line help, and they probably talked to Joe Burrow about it since he is their star quarterback. And it's important to, you know, talk to the star quarterback, your franchise quarterback, when making decisions about drafting drafting weapons for him. It is important to do. I'm a Packers fan, by the way. And it was very clear. He could have gotten help. He could have gotten Sewell that the Lions end up getting, but no, he wanted his wide receiver from college, and he got him. And listen, there's going to be a lot of passing. Oh, can it support T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd and Jamar Chase? Yes, because the Bengals are going to be behind in a lot of games, and they're going to need to pass the ball. They're going to need to air it out. Joe Burrow had a game last year with, what, 63 pass attempts or something? There's definitely enough. Now, will the touchdowns be kind of spread out? Yes, that will kind of be annoying, but Jamar Chase is going to have more than enough value in the sixth round. Um, I really hate that I'm going all running backs. I really hate that I'm doing it, but the fact that I can find a running back in five of the six rounds that I find, that I think is a value shows that while this isn't a very deep class of running backs, you can find running backs in every round. And I'm going to go Javante Williams. Mm. A lot of people are worried about him because he's a rookie, but what, what we've been hearing from camps is that Melvin Gordon right now, I don't know if he's showing up. There might be a holdout incoming. It doesn't seem like the Broncos really even like him at all. And when you look... At a team, the only really reason you can see whether a team's going to use a guy or not going to use a guy isn't what they're just talking about in camp. It's also what they used to get him. And they traded up to get him in the second round. So this is a guy they were looking for and traded up to get in the draft. I think they're going to use him early. They're going to use the younger guy. It seems like he's going to be the starting running back. And if he's the starting running back in the Broncos with his talent, I think he's going to get a lot done. Where are you taking? Six. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with another tight end. Even though I was just talking about Mark Andrews, I kind of forgot about this guy. We can talk about Kyle Pitts a little bit. Julio Jones is no longer in that offense, so he will probably be getting a lot of targets. And receiving wise, he's a really, really talented receiver. He's huge. He's tall. He's fast. He can run. Like he's gonna be a problem for linebackers and corners. Like he is a guy who has potential to do that. Obviously, he's not gonna be blocking a lot. So when he's on the field, they're gonna be looking to throw him the ball. And I think there's potential for him to have a huge year. After, like, they lose Julio Jones. It's going to be him, Calvin Ridley. So, in this Atlanta offense, that historically has been very pass-heavy. Obviously, there were some head coaching changes, so it could change a little bit. But 
Um, if you're looking for a tight end with potential upside, Kyle Pitts is definitely going to be there. Yeah, the only issue that I have with Kyle Pitts sometimes is, by the way, I think sixth round is a great value to draft him, but beware if he starts sneaking into the fifth round in terms of his value closer to the season, because as we know, rookies tend to get a lot of hype as the season creeps closer, Clyde Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, but you have to realize at some point you're drafting him at his ceiling. You know, rookie tight ends, besides Gronk, haven't been good. And the thing is, Kyle Pitts is different from all these other rookie tight ends. He is pro-ready coming out of college. He is one of the most talented tight end prospects of all time. He is on a team with low competition for targets. He is on a team that's going to be bad and going to be behind in games a lot. He is on a team where, like, I don't even know. The Falcons just pass the ball a lot. That's all I got to say. Just beware not to start drafting him in like the fourth or fifth round. That's the only thing I'm going to say. But yeah, sixth round, great pick. Good job, Ben. Yeah, I, I agree that Kyle Pitts is going to be a pretty solid value if he stays here. But in the drafts I've done, I do see him slipping up a teeny bit too early for my liking, like fourth, fifth round. I'm not really onto that much above guys like Hawkinson or Andrews. Alrighty, so that's going to wrap it up, right? We're good. Those are the guys you should be targeting in your first six rounds, winning you a championship. Um, I wouldn't know. I'm not super good at fantasy. But these guys know a lot more than I do, and I felt, I felt like I made a couple solid picks in there. Um, but thank you so much for watching. Make sure you go check out our weekly sports review. As always, it's summer. Let's have fun. Be kind of people. Check up on your neighbors. This has been Evan Andrew from Casual Sports Fans. Signing off. Let's run the outro.